0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the All Things Bucks podcast. This is our first official episode. We did have an episode last week where Corey and I kind of got to talk to you guys and get a feel for your guys' opinions, some thoughts, talk about some of the off-season moves that we've made so far. But we wanted to welcome uh, two new people, one of whom has been behind this thing the whole time and a newcomer as well. So we want to introduce them. Get them welcomed and onto the show. And again, working on branding our name. So we'll be looking at doing that in, uh, in a couple of weeks here, getting a name out there. Of course, you guys are always welcome to submit your ideas for the name of the podcast. Um, but I want to introduce to you guys Corey and Kellen. Because we have two Corys in the show, we are going to be calling him CJ just to make it easier on you guys. And ourselves because we still mess it up, and we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now, and we still mess it up. So we're going to call them Corey and CJ um, to separate them so that we know the difference. And then of course Kellen. So Corey, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll kind of go from there, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, full name's Corey Jorner. Call me CJ for podcast purposes. But I've uh, been a Bucks <laughs> fan since as long as I can remember. Uh, My mom, she's a diehard fan. We've been season ticket holders since 2010. So we've been um, faithfully going to the game since 2010. But um, just a little bit more background, graduated from the University of Miami with a sports management degree. Not currently in the industry, but uh, making my way back there as I look to go get my MBA at UCF this summer for a uh, two-year program. But really excited about this opportunity. Thanks to Corey, Mark, and Kellen um, for getting me on, and looking forward to talking about some Bucks stuff.
0: Awesome, awesome, CJ bro! Thanks for being on with us, man. Looking forward to having some fun and uh, the owner of all things Bucks as well, doing some produ- some production work, excuse me for us kellen you want to introduce yourself a little bit how's it going guys very good uh, kellen is there he is the man he is the man with the plan and you are anthony auclair's best friend am i wrong
2: <laughs> yeah we always got that canadian connection you know yeah i feel that oh so basically i like to say welcome everyone to the all things buccaneers podcast and this will be the first of many 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 more um so first off i like to like, I just want to say I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful for all the fan support we've had lately and all the followers and all all viewership and everything.
0: Yeah, Absolutely, yep.
2: You know, so that is one thing. We're all so grateful as a team, and I'm so grateful for all of our team members right now, you know? Yes,
0: yes, absolutely, absolutely. A lot of good team members on the All Things Bucks team. Um, just because we have the podcast, it doesn't mean that we don't have a team behind us in place. Their articles are all over um philip's doing a lot of editing a lot of a lot of people they'll all get shout outs um and and opportunities as well to talk with us and kind of share their thoughts as well um so yeah looking forward to that for sure oh, for no, sure definitely any-
2: definitely definitely you know so one other thing i want to address is like we are very very passionate towards our fans we're here to connect all fans you know for one giant bucks network we're not here to cause any media controversy we're not here to cause any competition we're here to Benefit all and all pages and all fans, you know. So that's mm-hmm. the moral of my whole fan page. You know, like I started off as an Instagram page, and you know that just was starting out making Instagram ads for Bucks players. You know, we grew to having around five thousand fifty-six hundred followers around there. Then doing ads for around twenty plus Bucks players. So you know, so very happy and very grateful to be now expanding our brand and everything like that.
0: Awesome. Awesome, Kellen. Thanks for chiming in, man. Thanks for chiming in. Um, So as we as we start getting into a little bit of the meat of the podcast, we wanted to kind of throw an idea around that we came up with. We wanted to see how it plays out. Tell us what you think about it as we go into it. I'll remind you guys after that to tell us what you guys think about it. Um, But it's going to be kind of an individual segment. Right. So since there's three of us on the podcast with with Kellen producing in the background, we're going to have each of us is going to talk about what um, we really felt about the week, you know, how the week went, what we thought was most important what kind of uh what articles we read uh you know draft news we heard and stuff like that so um to introduce that segment we're gonna have cory uh give us uh, a little bit of his take for the week and of course we got to come up with a name for that as well as as with all startups there's plenty of names that need to be come up with so um but for now we'll, we'll just go ahead and give you Corey's take on the off season uh and just this past week what's been going on Corey? what you got for us all right so what's up to all my buccaneer fans out there uh,
3: so my take this week is going to be on our quarterback, James Winston. So with Jameis Winston this past week, what I've seen on social media, I've seen via his cousin's Facebook, D Winston, that he was at college station working out with Mike Evans and others, working on his craft, working on his game. And I'm very, very intrigued to see what's going to come out of it because he's been, he's been busting his ass in this off season and I feel like that's gonna be beneficial to our team this season. With being on the topic of Jameis Winston, this past week he also had the grand opening of the Dream Room in Tampa.
0: Yeah, I saw that. It was, it was at
3: Alexander Elementary. Yeah, yep. And with that, it shows how much he's involved in the community. So yeah. with with that being said, I I love how Kevin O'Donnell this offseason has been following Jameis and everything he's been doing with with the workouts in Tampa and mm-hmm. with what he's been doing in the community. So with that being said, I'm just looking forward to seeing what comes out of Jameis Winston this this coming season. And that concludes my take for the week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Okay. Absolutely. I think you know the 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 question with Jameis has never uh, has never been well has never been talent necessarily coming out of college. It was always that character stuff. And, you know, it's, it's not a new thing. I mean, I remember, you know, rookie training camp, there was stories about him being the first one in the building, right? Shaking the hands of all the rookies. I don't know if you guys remember that story, but shaking the hands of all the rookies. And, and, you know, you're kind of seeing that come around more and more, um, as he continues to do stuff all throughout Tampa, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah. With that, um, he,
3: of course, I see everything on there with him, um, going he's always the first in the building i think they said at like 4 30 in the morning and right. he's always the last out of the building at like 10 11 o'clock at night so he doesn't sleep much he eats sleeps and breeds football, football and yep. he's got he's got the baby coming this off season but i still think even when he's going to have a child that football is still going to be the priority in his life because it's his job to provide for that child so yeah that's yeah, right
1: touch on that as well like that aspect of his life is is a big step for him and for his girlfriend and it's going to mature him and i think so too what you see from Jameis is the leadership that he brings to the community um there's a couple of hiccups here and there but you see the the passion the drive that yeah. he, he brings to the organization you see the work that he puts in through a couple videos he may put out here or there but he puts in the work. The work is there. Yeah. The only thing that's left to be proven is on the field. We need him to do it for a full 16-game season.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. To,
1: to reach that elite status. Because right now, he's the fourth quarterback in the NFC South. And we need him to jump all three of those guys and become the first quarterback in the NFC South. So Yeah,
0: he, yeah, that sounds good. A, I like that first He's done everything
1: spot. he needs to do so far. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Only 24 young, still a lot ahead of them. And, and yeah, definitely looking forward to, to seeing, you know, more growth on the field as well. Um, and, uh, and, uh, actually speaking of that Joiner, uh, didn't you have some ideas, CJ, excuse me, didn't you have some, uh, uh things that you wanted to share with us about your, uh, your take there?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, last week I was able to, to write an article called the, the contract year and it's um, basically a weekly article I'm going to put out that um, just explains, like, this is the year that most players put it all together. Because if you don't put it all together this year, you're not going to see that big contract that you're hoping for when you came into the league. So with Jameis, um, he's definitely putting in the work. He's been pretty much quiet this um, off season as well. He has that lingering case that's still in the shadows yeah. right now. Right, right. We won't go into that, but other than that, he's <laughs> putting in heavy work um this off season, doing great things in the community. And um long as he can stay healthy with the additions that we've made um in the off season with um the offensive line and everyone's coming back healthy at receiver, it should mm-hmm. be a big year for for James Winston and after this year, look for them to extend his his deal uh, to probably one of the highest paid in the league if he reached those numbers yep. and the playoffs.
0: Yep. Yeah. Ultimately, the playoffs are always the goal. Playoffs are always the goal. So uh, moving to the next segment, CJ, what do you got for us, man? What do you got? Uh, on, what's on your mind this week? What what crossed your mind? What crossed your timeline on Twitter uh, that kind of uh, perked your attention or got your attention uh, for, for the for the week?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm a, I'm a fanatic Bucks fan, so I'm looking for any information that I can on the Twitter timeline. And there's always news. Uh, right now, what's hot is NFL draft information. Uh, one of the things I've noticed, we're getting more players because pro days are, are winding down. We're getting more players coming to the organization for, for private meetings.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. And a lot
1: of those players uh, are the needs that Every Bucks fan wants the team to address. You have your running back, your cor- your defensive backs, cornerback safety, offensive linemen. Even though we invested in three new defensive linemen premier defensive linemen, two run stuffers, and JPP and uh, Vinny Curry but we still need that depth because we would like our defense to send guys and waves to get after the quarterback. I think yeah. we play in the premier, um, the premier division. In regards to quarterbacks, like our division, it gets no tougher than the NFC South in regards to quarterbacks. So we definitely need a defense that can combat that and, again, give James Winston more opportunities to get on the field and make those plays. Uh, right. Some of the players that have come in, uh, the star players we've been looking at, um, you're looking at Quentin Nelson. He came in for a visit. Vita Vea, Derwin James, a lot of Florida State homers. Um, I want to put this out there. Mark Walton from the University of Miami came in. He's a late <laughs> pick. I would actually like to see in Pewter. Um, but a lot of these guys, man, they're, they're coming in. They're doing their homework on these on these prospects. And, you know, we trust Jason Light to make the best decision come draft time, whether it's staying put at number seven or moving back, acquiring more picks. But uh, definitely to address those needs for the team uh, so that we can take that next step and go to the next level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, we, we really do trust Jason light to make those, to make those calls. I think, um, I've been a huge defender of his on Twitter and I mean, I'm always fighting people about Jason light. Um, but yeah, you know, and I think that kind of goes to, to your point that they're really looking like they're, uh, doing their due diligence on the positions that we all agree that they need. Right. So, I mean, how, how upset would we be if no cornerbacks had been brought in for a visit? Let's just say. You know what I mean? And so it it just kind of, it just kind of lends to the fact that it seems like he's really doing his homework on the positions that he needs to do his homework on. Uh, And then from there, it's just trusting him to make the right pick, uh, you know, at at seven.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, CJ. Go ahead. No, I'm just definitely, cause that, that's a very important uh, pick and going at the end of last year, um, there was, you know, um, talk of possibly letting go the head coach, letting go of Cotter possibly letting go of Jason Light. So they're kind of in a do or die situation. Like we in a must win. Now you don't want to do nothing too crazy, too extreme um, to jeopardize the franchise, but you want to make those moves that can help us immediately. So Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. exactly what the mindset will be um, going into the draft. If we can get one of those top three players, everyone's been looking at the Quentin Nelson, the Saquon Barkley or the um, Bradley Chubb, you want to stay put and get those guys. But if not, you might want to look to trade back, acquire a couple more pits, a couple more guys that can help out the team immediately um, so they can reach the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And and touching off of that subject, um, the Jason Light subject, yeah, he's definitely made moves in his years here as the GM that have been spot on, that have helped us in positions that we've needed. And with, with the draft prospects coming in for visits, it definitely looks like that he is looking to address what the fans and what the front office sees that we need to improve our team to be at the top of the top of the NFC South and even maybe in the top of the NFC. So,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, man, I'm looking forward to it and we'll get to the draft a little bit more uh, later in the show. Uh, But I kind of wanted to share too something that I got, something that I ran into uh, over this week. So uh, Thomas Bassenger over at the Tampa Bay times, he wrote an article, right? And it's, it's called, Buccaneers set or the title, the heading, I should say the header should, uh, says Buccaneers set to lead NFL in players with chips on their shoulders. Uh, right. So he kind of goes with this article. He's talking about basically that the Bucs have invested in, in kind of not unheard of names, right. But guys that kind of have, like he says, chips on their shoulders, right. That's kind of like the, the quintessential, uh, sports phrase. They say, Oh yeah, a guy's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, he was wronged or somebody didn't believe in him. And so now he's playing with a quote unquote chip on his shoulder. And I thought it was pretty interesting because he goes into talking about how each one of them, right? Most of the, of the, or sorry, each one of the free agent uh, guys talk about how they weren't drafted until late, right? Or they weren't looked at and they were on several different teams. And now quote unquote, they have a chip on their shoulder. Um, I think uh, Jensen talks about in that article, he talks about, you know, being a, a division two guy, a late round draft pick, stuff like that. You can't lose that chip on your shoulder. Once you get comfortable, that's when things start to regress. That's a direct quote from the article. Um, but at the end, what I, what I really like about Thomas is he's, he's pretty objective, right? And so at the end, he kind of ties it together. Um, and he talks about how chip on your shoulder or not, we can look at it as something that means something, right? Something that you, you would value in a player, somebody, some, a player that you look at and you say, yeah, I like that guy. Cause he has a chip on his shoulder, or you can look at it as something that doesn't mean nothing at all. Cause the opposite um, example that he gives is TJ Ward, right? So TJ Ward coming to us last year at the end of last year, um, he, he was supposedly had a story as well. And he supposedly had a quote unquote chip on his shoulder. We all know he didn't play that well this year. Um, and so he kind of, Thomas kind of gives that as a warning and he kind of says like, Hey, keep an eye on, on this as well. Cause you can say you have a chip on your shoulder and maybe you really do have a chip on your shoulder, but what does it mean to say that you have a chip on your shoulder? If the play on the field doesn't reflect that, right? Um, and so that's something that I think a lot of, a lot of bucks fans and, and, uh, and fans in general of different players, Something we need to keep in mind, right? I mean, we can, we can take the best players everywhere. We can, uh, we can draft the best players, um, and they can all have chips on their shoulder, um, but they can also underperform. Right. So I just like the objectivity by Thomas there to kind of give us a picture to keep in mind that just cause you have a quote unquote chip on your shoulder, doesn't mean you're going to be a superstar. So it's kind of keeping us down to earth, bringing us back down to earth and, and, and and going from there. So I, I, uh, I was really into that article. And then he started a movement, uh, called the chip carriers. Uh, so take that as you take that as you want it. <laughs> he said the chip carriers, so we'll see where that movement goes. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, so we'll, we'll go ahead and move along then. Um, kind of, I know we all kind of had some other things that we want to talk about the draft. I know CJ talked about it a little bit too, um but i, I kind of wanted to uh hear a little more thoughts a couple more guys that you guys might have uh might have picked in your uh, mock drafts surprise surprise um and then uh we can we can hear what you guys uh got to say on them so uh wants to go first you can go
1: ahead cj all right um i'll take the lead on that then yeah with the mocks everyone had great mocks this week um, a couple stayed put Corey, you, i know you stayed with your, yeah, your same did. guys from mm-hmm. the week before um with this mock draft uh for some reason, I, I just think Saquon Barkley is going to fall because he's he's the running back and it's not the premier position. But
0: C.J. Um, he didn't have a visit. That means that we're not going to draft him. Didn't you know that? Nah,
1: <laughs> the draft is secret, <laughs> and and I don't want no one knowing who we're bringing in to to draft. So I have a feeling it could be Saquon Barkley because we haven't really talked to him in the media like that. So, but I I think he's going to fall. I think he could be there. Um. I don't believe we could pass on him, to be honest, because just so if sweaty, he's sitting there at seven, no way. questions. Yeah, no questions, asked. I need Jason Light to to ride on the card, sprint on down, get that <laughs> card, turn it in, and I need to see Saquon walk across the stage with a Bucks cap and a uniform, <laughs> ready to roll <laughs> for Fair the fall. Enough. But yeah, I think he's gonna fall. I think he'll he'll be there. He'll be that that staple back for us for the next five six years. I believe he's a workout warrior, so I don't think the injury um issue will be there for him um in the second round i ended up going with arden key i love key man lsu yeah i love he's a beast on the field the only knock on him is the um outside of football he's 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 a troublemaker Uh a little bit um so he should have been a first round pick maybe even a top 10 pick if he didn't have the issues off the field because he has that kind of talent And looking at some of his plays, some of his highlights, you can see the bend that he has and the burst he has off the edge. They had their pro day this week, and his 40 time wasn't as high as people thought it would be. But with the defensive end, it's not really about a whole 40 yards for them. It's really about the the first 5, 10 yards. How fast are you getting off the ball? And he shows that burst coming off the edge. And I think he'll be a nice addition to the rotation. He wouldn't start, but eventually his talent will put him more on the field to get pressure on quarterbacks. And then with the fourth round, since we don't have a third-round pick, I went with Kaiser White from West Virginia. It's kind of a toss-up toss, toss up with um, picks that the later rounds, because Jason White yeah. has shown he can go uh, in any direction. We He picked a linebacker, Kendall Beckwith, last year. And everybody's like, why he picked the linebacker? What yeah, is that yeah. for? And Kendall Beckwith ended up playing a lot this season. And, right. and in some aspects, he was a... a a focal piece to the defense because we had so many people hurt. So, um, with Kaiser white, he's, he's a physical cornerback. He will play opposite of, of Evans and he can bring that presence that we're looking for. A lot of people are looking for that in Derwin James, but, um, Derwin who like Derwin James.
0: Oh, oh okay.
1: Yeah. And um, But Kaiser White can bring that present too. give him some time to develop. I like our, our veteran safeties to, to rotate and to play their role because they know the system and that'll keep the ship steady until, until White comes along and, and takes over that starting role.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that makes sense. That makes sense. Would you take Corey? What'd you do in your mock?
1: All right, so
3: going off of what CJ said, yeah, CJ, in mock draft 2.0. I stood pat with what I said in the first mock draft, but there's reasons for it. So my first round pick, I say if he's there at seven, we're taking Quentin Nelson. And the reason why I say we're taking Quentin Nelson is because with Quentin Nelson added to the offensive line, that middle of the offensive line is going to be solid. And I would give them I'll give them the three headed monster nickname because with that. Put anybody in the backfield and they can run through. They can run through the middle like like it's nothing with the aggression that the three of them have.
0: Right, right. That run blocking, that run blocking would be something fierce it for sure. Nasty. The
3: run blocking, yeah. and then we'd also have we'd also have great pass protection. So that that is why I say Quentin Nelson. If he's there at seven, we take him.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's an easy pick for me too, man. If Quentin's there at seven, it's an easy pick for me too. Uh, most mocks, I mean, not most, but. Uh, a lot of the ones I should say that I've seen have him gone before then and have Chubb gone before then with Saquon dropping. Uh, that's that's quite a few of the ones that I've seen more recently is, is a, quite a few of them have Saquon dropping uh, like CJ was talking about to seven. So that's an option, right? Um, but yeah, if Quinn Nelson is there, it's, it's no question. There's no question. Yeah, uh, what about I, round two?
3: Uh going off of that before I go to round two, like you yeah, said, yeah. a lot of the mock drafts have Saquon Barkley dropping now. And the reason I think that he's dropping is because the running back position is so deep this year that teams believe that they can get a running back in, in the later rounds without having to waste their first round draft pick on them. Right. Yeah.
0: All
3: yeah, right. absolutely. So for my second round pick, i'm I'm addressing the running back position for us. I chose Sony Michelle out of Georgia. Does he and, make it that far? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. I've seen Mox having him in the late first, early second, mm-hmm. but i I believe that he'll still be there in the second round when we pick, so. That's, that's my choice, and the reason why I say that is because he's an all-around running back. You can see him do anything. He'll catch out the backfield. He'll run through the tackles. He'll run outside. His speed is like something that I believe I haven't seen before. He's he's like a unique player, so I'd, I'd take him in the second round if he's there.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. If Sony Michel is sitting there in the second round, uh, that's definitely tough to pass on. Um, I think the, the only question with that pick is just if he's there or not. Right. But like you said, if he does drop, I I think that's a, especially, especially after you take Quentin, Quentin Nelson in the, in the first round.
3: Definitely. Because that addresses two needs right there on the offense, which would definitely make our offense. I'd, I'd like to say in the top seven of, of the league, um, Ideally, I, I wouldn't be a hundred percent sure about it because you know anything can happen with injuries and such, but yeah, on paper, that would have our offense as a top seven offense because we would address the needs that we have uh, in addition to the signings of the people who we resign this off season. So with that, that is who I think that we will take in the second round if he's there.
0: Okay, okay. And do you have Jason Light trading back into the third like a lot of people do, or what do you have for the fourth?
3: I don't. In my mock draft I don't. I just have a standard pat in the fourth right now. And with the fourth, I have Argbania Oko from Oklahoma. Oh, wow. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: that's that's a name right there. That that's is, hard to that, pronounce. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I hope I didn't butcher his name. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um But with with that, that would add more depth to our D-line that we also addressed in free agency. So I would also say that that would be a solid move for us because that addresses something that we've been weak in. We we addressed the offensive line in the first round. We'll address the defensive line in the fourth round. That way we have the depth. Because we've been, we've been, I'd say, probably one of the softest teams in the trenches for a while now, mm. and we need the aggression and the depth to c- cover it to where we're not there anymore, where we're in the top of the league in in regards to offensive and defensive line stats. So right. that's why that's why I'm going with him in the fourth round.
0: Right. Right, right, and I think even with the retooling of the de- defensive line this offseason, I think we can all agree that the defensive line's not done. It's not like, oh yeah, we know we got Jason Pierre-Paul, we got Vinny, we got uh, uh, Bo Allen, and so we're good. We're not we're not worried about it anymore. I, I think we can all agree that um, we would like to see the Bucks go defensive line somewhere in the draft. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's a good pick in the fourth. I've heard uh, some good things about him. I can't say I've watched a ton of film on him, but I have heard some good things about him. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. My, my mock draft, I actually have the same thing for the first pick Quinton Nelson, um, as the, as the guard to solidify that middle. Um, and not only cause he solidifies the middle, but I really think that with our issue uh, or, uh, need at running back, I really think Quinton Nelson, uh, makes any running back that we have there, uh, back there much better. I mean, really, uh, because, I, I, like you guys said, that running blocking would be something fierce. And I mean, you're telling me Peyton Barber can't run through that kind of line. I mean, not to say that we will only have Peyton Barber, but just to say that the running back that's back there is going to have a much easier time than our running big, our running backs did last year. Um, and, and it'll become easier um, to run through there. So with that being said, um, I actually have them going defensive end in the second round uh, with Corey's uh, CJ's pick uh, Arden Key. Um, and I know like like CJ talked about, um, the pro day, uh, he had some slow 40 times, a four eight, nine and a four nine one. Um, but I think what CJ again, what CJ said was an excellent, excellent point. I mean, it's not so much about your forty time, it's about how quick you're getting off the snap um and how quick you're getting to the quarterback. If you watch film on him, he is so fast. I guessing that snap count. I mean, he he's guessed a snap count a couple plays that I saw. Of course, I'm not you know watching extensive film on him. I haven't seen every game he's ever played. So yeah, you guys can probably point out to me a couple plays where he took off or 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 he didn't get there in time or however you want to say it. But the 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 plays that I have seen or the film that I have seen, um, it has been has been incredible. He's fast he's shifty and he can really get to the quarterback and more than anything. And this is one of the things that really made me like him a lot is he just plays with a tenacity, right? I mean, he just so excited I mean, Every time I saw him get a sack, that dude was just doing a, a gigantic celebration. He was so into it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I love to see that passion from a guy. Um, and, and so, yeah, it really, it really, I think is a, is a big deal. If we can, if we can grab a guy like that and really, um, start to get better. Uh, and, and with the fourth pick, the fourth round pick that we have, uh, I have a guy that the bucks have already shown interest in, in night, Naheem or Neheim Hines, uh, the running back, uh, I, I believe he was the fastest running back at the combine, um, with his, uh, with his 40 time, he looks like a pass catching back, quick guy in between the tackles, his films pretty good. He played well uh, in college. And so I just really think that because of the fact that the Bucks address the offensive line in the first with Quentin, uh, according to my mock, they, they address it with Quentin and then they take Jensen in the free agency, uh, Hines and Barber is, is fine because I mean, they're they're they got some tanks in front of them blocking. Um, so yeah, I really think, uh, I think we'll see how it goes, but, um, I wouldn't be shocked if, if the Bucks do go Quentin Nelson round one, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't go running back round two. Um, And I know that that that's not something that everybody kind of tends to agree with, especially on Twitter. But that's kind of that's kind of what my thinking is, to be honest with you guys. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Uh, Mark, with that, uh, uh, with that, Mark, um, I'd have to agree, because like I said, addressing mine, uh, if we got Quentin Nelson at seven, Anybody could run behind that offensive line and succeed. So with if you got a running back in the fourth round, why not? You're addressing everything
1: that I addressed just in a different order, so why not?
0: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, right. I don't think it still would be a risk, to be honest. Um, I still would That's like fair. a a day one or day two running back, even if we got quit Nelson, just from what we've seen from the position the past couple of years, like when James first came out as a rookie. Doug Martin was running wild, second yeah. leading rusher in the league, and it showed in Jameis's game as well because it yeah. had we had great play action. For Huge him improvement for sure, and, and it took the pressure off of him. Like mm-hmm. we need to guarantee this season that we can take the pressure off Jameis. That way, if we have a stud running back, I think Peyton Barber. He's a good running back. I don't think he's a great running back, and I, I'd rather put my investment in an earlier running back. To go with a Quentin Nelson, or if we don't get Quentin right. Nelson, definitely get a running back within the first two picks. Um, that way we can take that pressure off Jameis. And not only that, um, it'll keep the defense off the field, keep them more fresh, because now we can run some clock and keep the offense on longer drives to, um, to win time of possession in games as well, because that was an issue with the team as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, time of possession, especially I think in the type of offense that Dirk wants to run, and the type of de- and the type of defense that we expect to have, right? With all this, uh, the with all the stars we have on defense, I think the type of offense that we want is an offense that doesn't require Jameis to throw it deep ninety three times a game for us to be successful, right? Yeah. Um, and so I kind of go with that, but I really think that Hines can uh, uh, Hines can be that that good. I mean, I really I really do think he's a bit underrated. Uh, is he Saquon Barkley? Absolutely not, um, but. <laughs> Uh, I think he can be that good. So, I, I mean, I think he can not that good as in Saquon. Sorry, misspeaking here, but I think he can be good enough with Peyton Barber, uh, to take the pressure off Jameis, especially with that offensive line. But you know, we'll see how the, we'll see how the Bucks approach it. Um, definitely understand, uh, understand that opinion there, CJ, because I know a lot of people share that one, uh, with you, uh, and less people share my opinion <laughs> than, than, uh, than I would like to think. So uh kellen what about you what do you got for your mock
1: draft
2: you know i kind of switched it up a little bit this time um i trade you know i did a big trade um i trade with the los angeles chargers in the first round 17th overall and uh basically i got the second round 48th overall and the third round 84th overall so you know who i pick i picked off darius guys because he's a hard-nosed running back who looks to punish his opponents. Literally, he is a former first-team All-SEC and has set an LSU school record for most rushing yards in a game versus Texas A&M. There was one point, too, that when Fournette was injured before he went to the draft that people were saying yeah. that he was better than him. And that's, that, that was national media. So, I don't know. When I really think about that, I think Darius could really come out to be he could be possibly the most successful running back out of this draft. You just don't know the circumstances of each team and each player. So yeah, I did that. Right, right. We were, were the first round, seventeenth. So okay. uh, second second round, I picked uh, guard Isaiah Wine from Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Basically, just uh, we have to blast blast up the O line because obviously we Quentin Nelson. I'm predicting goes fifth to Denver. So I think we pick up him, and just he we just get lucky enough that he falls to the second round. So with win, yeah. So okay. um, round two, also because we got forty eighth pick, I picked Ronnie Harrison from Alabama because we need. We, it's clear that we have like a safety need. It's very clear. Right. S- starting safety is very clear, and we don't. We I was surprised that we signed Tandy, but like. That war, like that ward spot, that one hard nose safety spot, is one spot that we really need. You know, it might not be Derwin James, but Ronnie Harrison might be the right guy for that because he is a very good, uh, strong safety. You know, Mika Fitzpatrick's a little smaller. He's he's smaller than Derwin James too. You know, he's a little bit more versatile and to nickel the cornerback to free safety. You know.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about in the third? Who'd you pick up for us in the third?
2: Well, I guess that would be a f- uh, fourth pick because I did add one by accident. Really. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I did choose Arden Key. You know, this choice was a little interesting to me because I think it was uh, the biggest draft slide from a player. You know, he's yeah. a first-round talent, but obviously we've, as you guys were all talking, that he's had off-field issues and he's had questionable issue uh, interviews as well. You know, I wouldn't doubt that Jason and all, like, the whole co at uh one buck place would take a chance on the stud edge rusher from LSU, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then uh and then you put them with Beckwith and with Kwan and they could talk about uh LSU Tiger things in the locker room all day on all oh, day and exactly. night, right? And and guys, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. You know, they can even like possibly in the future recruit more players from L S U to come, you know, you
1: never know. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. whole thing. It works out really well. So, I don't know, like, mock draft season, it's not what I really think will happen. I kind of switched it up this time. You know, I'll have what I really think what will happen in a mock draft in the coming weeks. So, yeah. I don't know, it'll be really interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun to see. It'll be fun to see. Like you said, mock draft, that's the cool thing about mock draft seasons. And I kind of wrote that in my note at the beginning. Uh you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as how you actually think it'll play out, and then you can look at it as how you want it to play out. Um and then you could even do one for fun that's like, you know, you have no idea how it's gonna play because I mean I really that's what that's what mock drafts are, man. I there's no there's no locks. I mean, you see Mel Kuiper and, and uh okay, Todd's so McShay. worked
2: up about it, you know? Like they're like why yeah. like what kind of dumbass like put this and that there. But it's like their mock draft like six point oh and they're like don't know who to pick. <laughs> So right, it's right, like, come right. on guys. It's like why are you guys all bashing these insiders? Like they know like these guys know their stuff. They they get told stuff. They know more stuff that they can't even put in the media publicly yet, you know? So Right. You we know, right. do people I, I always look at like Twitter mentions and stuff. They're always so funny, you know, just to see the highest because some people just say so many ridiculous things. So yeah. I always go yeah, look yeah. at those things and, and then I see that and it's like, Oh, okay. Why are people bashing right uh i'm this guy or mock draft this that and it's like holy crap yeah 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 it's
0: a fun place to be twitter mentions of uh either professional athletes or professional or uh, professional uh espn writers or reporters anything like that (laughs) the mentions will kill you the mentions will kill you they're hilarious Uh, all, and i say one thing
2: when you're yeah yeah espn that sucks when you get the insider. You can't even look at the full mock draft. I'm like, this is a waste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Wait for when you have insider or when you don't.
2: When you don't have it.
0: Oh, I know, like, I know. They're like, here, come check out our mock.
2: Or just kidding. Like, you boom. can't see anything. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun to look for. I look forward to it. It'll be fun to see what they do. But yeah, this mock I just kind of went with how I would like to see it happen. Um, I, like you said, I, I'm gonna put out another mock as we get closer and i'm sure cj and cory will as well uh Definitely. to see what kind of yeah to see what kind of what, what we actually think is going to happen because those are and as as the draft gets closer uh, a lot of things can change um so uh yeah and uh so i i know that uh kellen there were some things you wanted to to kind of address as well that went on last week it's kind of you know it, it kind of happened a little bit ago but i know you kind of wanted to get a word out about it and kind of uh say some stuff so if you want go ahead and uh <laughs> Go ahead and grab the reins.
2: Oh, no, definitely. You know, like, this is a little over the top from a certain article that came out. I don't want to specifically say names, but there was a specific article that came out that was basically, I don't know, basically discrediting all of us, you know? It's not really something that I really take a lot of pride for because I've worked really hard for this page, and I am trying to get to where we are. So as it says in one... One of the articles it brings up that we we're trying to get attention and likes and all that stuff. That is ridiculous. For me, for that to be said, like that is ridiculous. To bring the alternative view is just ridiculous. Like bring up my yeah. own team member too and bring up spins and st- stirring stories about him. is ridiculous. So we we don't tolerate that at all. Obviously, we respect you guys and that whole page in another way, you know. But like. The sources that I know from what you've heard on the on that article is not really that well as well. So, you know, looking at that yeah, side, think- we keep growing in that way. And there's a lot of things on my side that I risked and that they don't understand and other people don't understand. It's like I, I risk burning a huge bridge for this. And, like, obviously, I want to get credit for this because we've had people that were talking to us before and posted it in the next morning of, you know? And, like, we were posting it. We posted it before them, and they got credit the morning of, you know? So, yes, we like to talk to some people, and and we want to keep growing it that way, you know? And so, as I said before, too, like, we just want to keep benefiting other pages, and we don't want to stir up any competition at all. Like, we want to benefit others, like... Same time, like, that's a Twitter page that has 5,900 followers, and my Instagram page is about 5,600 followers. So the odds are for me to stumble across something, yes, that happens. So... I got spammed in my whole notification, so the things things happen. We find things, and and overall, like the video is going to be posted either or. Someone's going to find the video. and What would have happened if people at Peter Report would have said something? People like Greg Alman, like right. Roy Cummings, all those guys. If they would have posted it first, then they wouldn't have posted an article about us at all. Because it's, yeah. it's a waste of time too. Because they got le- they got false information from some, someone that we let go. it's, that's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I think, I think what you're, you know, I think what you're, what you're trying to get at too, is just that, you know, you have worked hard for this all things bucks and you would never, uh, you know, discredit your own name by putting out a uh, false information. Right. Oh, and, and I think that's what you're trying to say is you know, I, I didn't, you wouldn't go out there and, and purposely try to do something like that just for retweets or for likes or for, you know, comments or conversation or anything like that. Um, and, and like you said at the beginning, we're not, we're not here to, you know, bash other pages oh, or, or talk no. bad about them or anything like never. that. Um, yeah. Just want to clarify that, that we would never do that. Um, and there was that, so and that we stuff
2: last year too, right. With all, all that media drama, you know, that's where it kind of gave me a whole initiative when I first started making this a news page. I was like, no media competition, no stir. None of that. Like I want to unite fans. I want to unite all pages. I want to unite all reporters. I want to bring unite us as one. You know, basically what the stick hairs are doing and what the buck do. I want to unite one at one whole as a whole box network. You know, we're global. Right. As you're in California, we got we got Corey in Virginia. You know, we got other we got CJ in Florida. I'm in all the way in Canada right now. You know, so we're we're literally coast to coast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what we're here for. We're here to unite the fan base. Like you said, Kellen. And, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just, we just wanted to kind of approach that topic and, um, and just, just, uh, yeah, we would never, like I said, like you said, we would never discredit ourselves by putting something out there. That's false information um and and uh yeah that's that's something that we wanted to kind of talk about in a more serious light as we continue to grow as we work on the podcast as we work on the website there will be errors there'll be spelling errors there'll be talking errors on the podcast there'll be a million different things that we work through um but again going back to what we said in the beginning ultimately our goal is to unite bucks fans to bring them together to a place where we can all talk about um, different issues that, you know, we all love the bucks, right? So different things that we can talk about that, um, would be beneficial conversation or, or in, in, uh, conversation for enjoyment, uh, sake. And, and so we definitely don't want to get into like some type of, of, war, like, Oh, you guys said this, well, you guys said that, and you guys should have never. And so on and it's so the last forth. Thing we want Absolutely. Yeah. That's not something that we want to do. Um, so just wanted to approach that and, uh, and kind of, and kind of address it. CJ or Corey, any, uh, any closing thoughts there for us? Corey, you want to take this one?
3: Yeah, I'll take <laughs> it. So, so on the topic of what, what was just discussed, I, um, uh, my thought is the same as everybody on the ATB team. This is stuff by the fans for the fans. What we're doing is we're trying to unite the Bucks fan base. So we would never want to discredit anything, any other, any other type of, report or anything. We're just we're just trying to bring fans together for one goal, and that's that's the Bucks. We all love the Bucks, so why why would we try to try to have rivalries or anything with other promotions or websites or or pages? It's it's all one goal for everybody, and that's the Bucks. And that's that's all I got to say about it. CJ, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with all that was said uh, in regards to that. We're cheering on the same team. That is what we we all come together for, to cheer on the Buccaneers and to use our power of being fans to propel them to a perennial playoff team. That's what we've been waiting for. That's what we hope to see. And with us at ATB, we're just bringing the news. We're bringing the news and bringing fans together. That's what we're here to do. And it's uh, it's going to be exciting with the podcast the ideas that we're going to come with throughout the summer into the season and what we're going to do with the website, with the different articles and the different outlets of news that we're going to provide to you.
0: Uh Yeah. And that's, that's what's nice is we have several different avenues to kind of talk about the things that we want to talk about. And that's kind of what Kellen was envisioning when he, when he came up with this idea, he wanted to have different avenues for us all to be talking about the one thing that we all uh, want to cheer for on Sundays. uh, Like CJ said, um, and I know you you wanted to say one more thing, Kellen. Go ahead.
2: Oh yeah. So shout out to everyone, and shout out to all of our whole page. Um, wanted to say follow all things Buccaneers on Instagram. Uh, it's at All Things Buccaneers, and on Twitter, and our new podcast page at ATB Podcast underscore. So you guys gotta check up that
0: we'll be able to continue to um, work on getting some of the more uh, some of the other people involved in All Things Bucks onto our podcast. Uh, To kind of talk about their views, their opinions, their articles that they write. They're working hard every week to bring you guys content just to talk about. So, I mean, if you guys have anything to say to them as we post the articles, make sure you guys are checking out. I mean, we have their Twitter handles on the bottom of their articles. So, make sure you guys are uh, 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 mentioning them and talking to them about the articles they write. They're working hard um, to bring you guys good content. Um, But for today, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, I'm Mark Magania bucksfan O2 on Twitter. Um, that is CJ. Go ahead, CJ. What's your at on Twitter?
1: At Corey J863 on Twitter. Go ahead and hit that follow button. I follow back as well.
0: Absolutely. And Corey, what do you got? What's your what's your follow? I don't think I are your uh, uh handle. I don't think I have my it down. handle
1: on Twitter is at cory C-O-R-Y
3: underscore Haze H A Y S 407. You follow me, I follow back. I love interacting with all Bucks fans, so I'll just go ahead and hit that follow button.
0: Yeah, yeah, we all we all will definitely follow back. Definitely try to interact, um, like we said on the first ca- on the first cast, and even on this cast. I'll say it again: we're not here claiming to know everything about the Bucks. We just like talking about it. <laughs> That's oh, really it, man. Yeah. We love to talk about it and and uh, get your guys' interaction. So we're always here for that.
2: Also, another thing. A lot of us aren't even Florida State fans. On this side <laughs> funny you know. like we're not even Florida State fans. Like only a couple like Phil is, but you know, poor guy, Phil but, and Kevin. You know, but and Joel, yeah, but a couple, that's a, three, a couple poor guys. We all guys, we all, people from Arizona to uh, me all the way in Canada. You know, I liked LSU growing up. So and then you yeah. all the way in California. So side note, mm. that's we're all good. Good global versatile group here of fans of our own biased opinions
0: (laughs) (laughs) of our own super biased opinions absolutely (laughs) exactly
2: you know so obviously this has been great you know this is our first podcast and you know you won't really hear me that much so you're gonna (laughs) mostly hear. (laughs) you won't be in the the, background yeah you're gonna hear i'm gonna talk with you guys over (laughs) the twitter page so twitter and uh, instagram page so there we go
0: perfect 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 thanks for hanging out with us tonight guys uh you guys will be hearing us in a couple days when we get it out make sure when you guys do hear it like i said hit us up on twitter we all just gave our ads you guys have a good night go bucks